what up what up hi guys welcome to episode six of girl hush your mouth with me nia l-o-v-e and i am so excited to talk about this next topic today's topic is <laughs> how many of us have them friends I know you heard that that beatbox in there. Yeah. (laughs) How to be a friend. Now, I know some of y'all might be like, oh, my God, is this like for children? No, it's for the grown folks. Um, Yeah, it's for the grown folks. And, yeah, sit down and take a ride because this just might be about you. I might not even know you, but this might be exactly what you need to hear. Okay. As an adult, right? I'm I'm in the 80s crew. 88. Woo woo, about to be 32. I've realized that I have had a lot of friends come and go out of my life. And simply because they just really didn't know how to be a friend. Um, I feel like a lot of us base our friendship expectations and ideals on what we set them as when we were kids you know like we first had friends as kids let's just say middle school age and we never matured our friendship expectations while we matured and that is something people don't even realize you know unless I guess you go through things and you realize that certain changes, certain changes are necessary when you grow as a person, right? When you grow as a person, you are going to naturally change. You're going to be more mature. You're going to be more busy. Life is just going to change for you. And we have not made it a habit to change our expectations and ideals for friendships as we matured and growed as well. So we have to change that, you guys. We gotta we gotta get better. Um and it's okay that you don't know this, right? You may not have may not be a person who's gone through many friendships to see the ups and downs. You might be the person that has your same crew since middle school, right? Or since elementary school. You guys have basically been friends your whole life. Or you might have friends that you met in college and y'all are still friends today, whether that's a decade or five years later. But within this time, ask yourself, how have I changed from the first time you met me to now? From the time we declared each other as friends to now? You know, we're grown, grown, grown. We have lives now. We have children. We have families We have so many different elements of our lives that have changed, that change us as people. And when this affects the friendships, most times friendships just end. And they end because of problem number one, there is not enough understanding. Okay? When you become a parent, when you become a wife, when you become a husband... When you become a homeowner, when you become an entrepreneur or a manager or anything, a new person, in a, uh, have, be a person in a new career, get a new car, any type of responsibility changes you as a person, either in a big way or a minor way. But it changes you. 
And a lot of times these changes require understanding that friends who still look at you as the best friend from middle school won't naturally grasp, right? So let's look at me. I am a single mother. And when I became a single mother or a mother, (laughs) um, a lot of my friends had a hard time adjusting to my new lifestyle. For instance, I couldn't just go out anymore, right? Like now, I have to make sure my baby is squared away and going to be properly cared for and watched if I want to go out somewhere, especially if it's somewhere that he can't go. If we're trying to go get lit in the club or something, I can't bring my baby with me. So I have to make sure he's taken care of. And that takes away the, hey, girl, let's go out. I'm bored. That takes that element away. You know, I can't just do spontaneous outings like that anymore. And if I do, and I mean, I can still go, but I have to schedule it now. You know, I have to make sure that my baby is taken care of before I leave my house. You know, because I can't just leave him home. Ideally, if he was like a really young baby, you know, some of us have teenage kids and they can care for themselves while you're gone. But still, we have responsibilities, even if it's a dog. You know, you have to make sure your dog is walked and fed before you go. You can't just up and go. And dogs have their own little personality, so they may not be ready to go. You know, and now you got to make sure you do what you got to do so that when you come home, you ain't stepping in pee and boo-boo before you cut the light on. We have responsibilities. Let's say you are a business owner and you have your business operating 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Well, guess what? When you get off work on Friday, the first thing on your mind may not be turning up. (laughs) You've been working 12-hour shifts all week to grow your business. You're tired. You may want to just chill, have a little drink at home. You don't even feel like putting on no clothes. But if your friends are used to you turning up and being, being at the party, they're not going to naturally accept or understand the fact that you don't feel like going to a club. And that causes, something that small causes a lot of friendships to end. So issue number one, we have to be more understanding. We're not as young as we used to be anymore. We all don't have the same energy anymore. Some of us have health issues. Some of us have physical limitations that we didn't have before. We're not the same. (laughs) We're not the same. And as a friend, whether your life has changed the same way as theirs has or not, you have to be understanding to that. You have to be. And you have to respect it, right? Because when it comes to your friends' lives, their lives have nothing to do with you, right? So don't penalize them or like them less because they can't physically turn up with you every day of the week like you may want to. You know, your responsibilities may not be as heavy as theirs. Let's say maybe you work you know, 12 to 15 hour days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So your free days are Monday through Thursday. You want to turn up during the week. Well, guess what? Everybody don't have that schedule. So they may not be free during the week. 
Their free time is when you're working during the weekend. That doesn't mean they don't want to hang with you. That doesn't mean that they're not your friend for real. That means that their responsibilities are different than yours, and it requires understanding to make your relationship as friends work. See, a lot of people don't want to work on your friendships or your relationships with people if it's not romantic, and that's just not true. Friends are a type of relationship, and they deserve just as much respect as you would demand. All right? Issue number two, communication. Now, this is a big one. Oh, boy, this is a big one. We talk every day, okay? We, as people, whether we're posting, whether we're texting or we're on the phone or we're asking directions or we're looking for something in the grocery store, we speak every day. Majority people, right? But that doesn't mean you're communicating. Now, here's where this specific type of communication is where a lot of my friendships have gone wrong. As you grow older, if you have immature friends, then your friends are going to expect you to tell them what they want to hear. Right? They're going to expect you to tell them what they want to hear and to protect their feelings at all times. Because if you hurt their feelings, then you're not a real friend. Well, I'm here to tell you people, you need to grow up. Grow TF up. Okay, because that's not what life is anymore. I have made a promise to myself to never again sit here and prioritize other people's feelings over mine. Period. I'm not doing it anymore. And I say that because I'm a very sensitive person, so it's not hard to offend me. But I don't show it until it's really bad, right? Like, it's very, very um, specific topics that can push me over the edge. And I've lost friends because they didn't want to be told that they hurt my feelings. I've lost friends because they didn't want to be told that they did something wrong, right? I lost friends because they didn't want to be held accountable for being a better friend to me and respecting my feelings. Now, respecting feelings and protecting feelings are two very different concepts. Protecting someone's feelings are where you don't want to tell them, let's say someone has holitosis, right? And they're very sensitive about it. Protecting their feelings would be you pretending that their breath don't stink. Right? Protecting their feelings would be you trying to normalize holding your breath while you talk to them because you don't want to hurt their feelings to say that their breath stinks. Guess what? Not doing that anymore. Respecting feelings looks like you telling that friend, I love you, but please don't talk in my face. Please don't talk in my face. (laughs) You know, you got your halitosis thing going. I want to talk to you, but I don't want you up in my nose. 
give me give me like two feet and that's fine right like that sounded really harsh to somebody but it's a respect thing i don't want to make you uncomfortable by looking by having a screw face when we're standing here talking to each other because your breath stinks i mean it's it's the fact we know that it's something that you cannot help right but that does not mean that people have to deal with it it don't mean that people have to talk to you with them in their face with you in their face right you don't have to be up on me to talk to me I still want to talk, but I want to have a respectable amount of space in between us so that you don't make me uncomfortable with your breath and I don't make you uncomfortable with my response to your breath. And I know some people may be laughing at this right now, but I'm serious. It's boundaries that come with respect. And when you've been friends since middle school, those boundaries are not what you need them to be. And for somebody to be told that their breath stinks, even if they already knew, it hurt their feelings. And it's not meant to hurt your feelings. And it's not even meant to sound like a hater because, Lord, being grown, people love when you disagree. They love to say that you hating. Baby, nobody's hating on you. They're actually telling you the truth. Right? People are telling you the truth. Now, look at, because I'm, I'm going to give you the difference between that two. Um, listen, Beyonce. Beyonce is somebody that's looked at as a beautiful person, right? If I say, "Ugh, don't nobody like Beyonce, dark-skinned ass, oh, black knight-looking ass," that's me hating, right? Because Beyonce is not even dark-skinned, right? She's not even dark. Me calling her a dark-skinned darky, whatever insult you give to dark-skinned people is irrelevant because it doesn't apply to her so that's hating that's that's hating saying something completely irrelevant to the person you're talking to just trying to be hurtful that's hating but if let's say you're talking to me and something stinks like i don't know what the smell is where it's coming from But then when you come close to me to whisper in my ear, I smell it and it's your breath. I'm going to tell you, girl, what did you eat? Boy, what did you eat? Your breath is lit. (laughs) You know, and I can make a joke out of it to make it a little lighter. But I'm going to tell you that something's wrong. I'm not going to just have you out here talking in everybody's face with your mouth smelling like trash. And nobody tell you. I'm going to tell you, and that's not me being a hater. That is me trying to respect your feelings. Because in my mind, I would be more hurt if I walked around with bad breath and nobody told me, including my best friend, who's been with me the whole day. If if my best friend don't tell me that my breath's stinking, I don't smell it. I'm going to be hurt versus... My friend telling me, girl, you need to freshen your breath a little bit. You need some gum. You know, come to me to tell me what it is so I can fix it before walking around talking to people all day. Right? Like, imagine being a salesperson of some sort. And every person you meet ain't want to talk to you. Why? Because your breath stank and nobody told you. 
<laughs> that would hurt me more because now that's hurting my pockets. See, we just don't like to be told something's not perfect about us. And we got to get over that. Because we grown. And nobody's perfect. Nobody. And I would much rather my friend call me out on my imperfections than complete strangers who don't even know me to know the difference. I would rather my friends keep it real with me and tell me when I look crazy versus letting me walk around in front of strangers looking crazy. Right? Like, I don't feel like it's asking too much, but it's a part of communication that is necessary that oftentimes gets skipped. Because nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to be told that they're not perfect. Nobody wants to feel like they're being called out on something that could be embarrassing. No one's calling you out. It's called addressing it. (laughs) We have got to be okay addressing certain problems that we have with each other. Let's talk conflict. Let's say we don't agree on something. As adults... As friends, we need to be able to talk about it. And too many times have my friendships ended because someone gets offended or someone's feelings get hurt and they don't talk about it. So let me tell you what people do. You have the fight or flight people. The fighters are going to argue with you. Let's say somebody bought a new dress or you know what no we'll do a guy let's say a guy um got a new outfit or he matter of fact no we have a guy who's starting a clothing line we're gonna take it there we have a guy he's starting a clothing line for women and he asks you to model some of his clothes for a photo shoot well you get there And the clothes are not well-seamed. You know, they're kind of falling apart. You got frizz at the thread. And it's just not really a good look for what he's going for. So as a friend, you go to him and you say, Hey, friend, um, this isn't right. Like, this is going to... Um, this is going to bust open. The This needs to be seamed a little better. The seam needs to be a little, little tighter or doubled or something so that it looks more secure. Because if you look at these threads here, the threads are coming out. The fighter is going to go off on you. Really? Why would you have, why would you say something like that? Like, it looks fine. Like, you must just not like it. You don't, just, you just don't want to wear it. If you don't want to wear the outfit, that's all you have to say. You know, and it becomes this big thing, right? When the person is just giving you the truth. Now, if somebody just say, oh, this shit just ugly, then that's, that's just being a hater, right? If you can't tell me why it's ugly, you just hating. Now, people might just not like it, and that's fine, too. They may not be hating. But if they can't validly or in validity tell you what's wrong with your product when they tell you it's wrong, then that will not be received well. But then you have the, the flighters, right? Where you tell them, hey, the seams are coming out. You know, you might want to go back and do this a little bit better. 
so that it looks more secure, they're going to be like, oh, okay, thank you. And then they're going to be awkwardly quiet. And then y'all aren't going to talk as much anymore. And then eventually y'all aren't going to talk at all. Right? And then eventually after that, you're not going to follow each other on social media. You know? And you'll know that y'all aren't friends anymore. All because you told them the truth. Especially a truth that's meant to help them look better. Right? And that's what's happened to me several times. I've had friends that had great ideas, had great products, but it was a little a little bootleg maybe, right? And me trying to help them, even when on a budget, because I know what that's like being on a budget. I've tried to give advice. I've tried to give tips to help people look better with whatever they're doing or just insight, right? And a lot of times it's not received well because it's taking it's taken from a place of um what's the word I'm looking for? It's taken from a place of insecurity instead of from a place of love. Right? Or it's not taken, it's received in a place of insecurity versus a place of love. You know, we have to stop just assuming people are hating on us when they give us information that could make us better. So we can't take it personal when people tell us stuff that's real. And if you have an um, if you have a hard time deciphering what's real or what's not, then it means that you still have some maturing to do when it turn when it comes to your business or your life or your relationships, you still have some maturing to do. You know, if somebody says, Oh my God, the clouds are purple outside. And you're like, Oh my God, the clouds would never be purple. And then you argue them down and then you finally go to the window and you do see purple clouds. It's like at that perfect moment in the sunset where sometimes the clouds become pink or really shade, pretty shades of purplish blue and, you know, all these colors, right? But your friend called you a liar, a bold-faced liar, when they just didn't want to look out the window. <laughs> you know, we have to stop being those people. See for yourself if you have someone, especially if you have a friend who's experienced in whatever they're advising you in. If you have a friend that's communicating something to you through something that they know is their specialty, then they're not hating. But if you can't decipher if it's hate or not, then you got to ask yourself, is this real? Like, is this a problem for real or is it not? If you have someone say that you could get more followers if you post multiple times a day, right? And this person has 60,000 followers compared to your 300. That may be something that could be helpful, right? Depending on how often you already post. And maybe they have more insight on how to post for you to get more followers for your business page, yada, yada. But you automatically assume that they're telling you this because 
oh, you ain't got enough followers, you're lame, you're this. Don't assume that. Sit, think about it. Look at the background work. Look at your insights. You know, you'll be able to do your own research to decide if it's real or not. You'll be able to do your own research to decide if it's a real thing or not. Um, but you won't do that if in your mind you automatically assume that people are just hating on you. And you don't get that communication factor that you need. You have to learn how to communicate to be a friend. Not just on the talking side of it, but the receiving side. we got to learn how to communicate. And, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not even sad anymore when people decide to leave. (laughs) If me telling you you hurt my feelings in any type of way encourages you to just say, okay, well, we don't need to be friends no more. You know what? Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Goodbye. (laughs) Let them people go. But you know what? I'm here to try to help you become a better friend, just in case that's you. Because you deserve good communication just like they do. So two things for mature friends that make a friendship last is understanding and communication. Good and bad communication. And don't just try to categorize communication in one window. Communication is different for everybody. You know, how you communicate to your friends will dictate how you need to go about with the difficult conversations. You know, some people are very plain Jane, straight to the point communicators. Some people are very jokey, sarcastic communicators. Whichever way you communicate as a friend, you have to figure out how to also navigate when things are not comedy and happy. Right? You have to for the friendship to last. For you to be a good friend, you have to. And it's, it, it requires a little bit of work. But guess what? So does everything once you become an adult. <laughs> Going to clean the kitchen requires a little bit of work. Cleaning up your house requires a little bit of work. Getting to work on time requires a little bit of work. Keeping your significant other happy requires a little bit of work. So add that little bit of work to your friendships too. It won't hurt anybody. <laughs> It'll only make things better. Um, and for now, I'll end it there. Because I really do try to keep my videos right at... Well, not videos. My blogs right at 20 minutes. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. When you look at your friends after hearing this, look at them and think of anything that you could do or have done to help be a better friend to them. Being supportive to them, listening to them. Because, you know, I'm going to do a part two to this. Because sometimes being a good friend just also means listening and not talking. But, you know, that's for the next episode. So, signing out. Thank you for listening to episode six, How to Be a, how to be a Friend. Later.